Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been it's been a couple of weeks, but here we are. Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's stream. As you can see, we have a couple of our players missing this week. Uh, we've got uh, James and Dan missing today, so no Seth or no Fleeting. But that being said, we have the other four here with us, and... That's more than company, so uh, and we've got plenty to be getting on with today. So before we jump in with tonight's session, uh, first of all, you guys, anyone have any announcements to make? I have a shameless plug. Oh, God. Uh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Shameless oh. plug. Shameless plug. Go ahead. Hey, okay, great. Sorry, you can't hear because it. I can't, sorry. Yeah, I can't hear it, so I'm just like... <laughs> Jack, give is me it, a cue. Is there yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. Um, right. So I just wanted to make a plug for a podcast that I think a lot of people who are interested in what we're doing would also enjoy. If you like technology and nerdy bands, check out Text Message Podcast. Text Message Pod. Um, it's available on most streaming platforms. It's run by a good friend of mine, Nate Langson and Ian Morris, who also games with RDM and with Bart. And yours truly, uh, and and that is hilarious in its own right. But we talk a lot about various techie current things, and I guess it, we've been going a lot down memory lane. I'm brought in as a shoehorner every now and then to talk about mocap or horses or uh, weapons, things like that, things of this nature. So you can see it's a bit of everything, but pretty much always nerdy. So I'm I think you should check it out. And just to add, as someone who has recently um, fallen afoul of this, um, text message, that is T-E-C-H apostrophe S message, not text uh, message. Yeah. Text, the message belonging to tech. That's mm. how you find it. So Nate is strong with the puns. If you do not like puns, you'll probably not like the show. I personally struggle sometimes. Um, I, think, I think we need to be hooked up. Just saying, we need to be not hooked up. Yeah. Up. So, <laughs> I think. Anything. I think. Given the audience, I think this will resonate with many of you. Um, but yeah, free to stream, free to listen to, and if you want, to, if you love it that much, you can support them on Patreon, which basically goes into the running costs of this, uh, and so you can get some unedited oh, episodes I'm, and I'm... also extra message where the latest one is a completely insane random podcast while i was sitting on a horse and nate was watching me go in circles on a horse and was interviewing me about all the ways in which uh, a horse is better than a tesla right uh, that's right okay that really was a shameless plug. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. Oh my, I mean, I've, it sounds like uh, a collaboration is, needs to be, needs to happen uh, <laughs> between between uh, uh, this channel and and uh, and uh, text text message podcast or yeah. text message pod. Other fun fact, or rather, Nate's nerd credentials: he played so much The Elder Scrolls Online that he was actually Emperor of Cyrodiil in the PvP area. Just saying, like literally top in oh, Europe. Wow. Top dog. Yeah, top Amazing. dog. Amazing. You know how that <laughs> happened? He disappeared for three weeks to the point where Ian and I were asking each other, "Is he okay? Have you heard from him?" Turns out he just took three weeks off work to play Elder Scrolls. Just to to so conquer Cyrodiil. 
Yeah, enough. that's it. <laughs> It's great so much to show in elder scrolls online and then in real life nothing <laughs> it is our life it is yeah. our way yes. it is the way um speaking of podcast shameless plug plug yes uh so uh w- that's the next project and i'm mentioning it now because as much as anything else it's gonna uh g- it's going to basically be conviction for me so you guys can remind me who jack what happened to the podcast you were talking about uh so basically all of the current episodes of this campaign uh that we've had are being converted to audio form only for podcasts now so far um we're about uh 15 or so episodes in uh they're slowly being updated uh because i keep getting waylaid but it's the next thing on the list uh to do and once that uh, has been uh, is up to date i will be showing it here on the channel as well with a link so that you guys can uh, start listening to the podcast i know some people already are we've got a, quite a few americans as well listening in on the podcast they love the podcast uh so that's always good to see um but yes thank you for reminding me with the podcast thing that's my next thing come on jack work on it but things i've been working on for today uh, shameless plug because, i don't know if you know but so, for today is actually gary gygax day uh gary gygax being one of the sort of founders of D. so with that in mind and the fact that we're playing today and we've been off for two weeks yet yeah, we're not worthy um <laughs> uh we have launched uh a a um merch uh, there's an exclusive merch discount on in our merch store and to go along with that uh we also have some new merch in the merch store it includes uh because these are unprecedented times we're living in so unprecedented you hear the word unprecedented every week um we now have uh, slice and dice, slice and dice face masks or slice and distance face masks uh, in the merch store. So you can uh, not only just wear any old face mask. Now you can have a mask that displays a slice and dice logo on it, just to show your support. Uh, equally, we have two other. Uh, um, collections in there's the roll with it uh collection and the shake rattle and roll collection uh both of which dice themed a bit more generic D rather than this campaign check them out on our teespring store there's a link to it uh, on the twitch page and as i said there's an exclusive discount running this week only so if you use the code gday twitch that's all one word g day twitch you get 20 percent off that's running this week in the merch store so that's free for all of you get involved with subscribers get 50 percent off and they get their own exclusive code but you gotta be a subscriber to get that code so if you subscribed with us this week you'll be sent that code and current subscribers of course will also be sent that code to get 50 percent off that's half price in the merch store for this week only so get on it it's insane that like i looked at the figures and went what (laughs) so i had uh, uh uh robin talking to me earlier saying um 50%, 50%, can can you do 50% off of the, um yeah it's yeah we could do 50% off i mean you know it, it, it's fine it's fine let's not think about it's not about the money it's about the uh, about the support there so like get involved for, uh, get yourself some uh, rock bottom prices at 50% off in the merch store this week only anyway that's enough shameless plugging quite enough shameless plugging it's about time we play some D&D don't you think yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like uh trying to yeah that came out of nowhere like do we normally do this no no we don't that's a new thing anyway let's jump into tonight's session here on slice and dice
and we are back just uh just nerding out a little bit in the break there anyway uh so guys last time uh here on slice and dice uh you were well let me bring up the theme tune you were following some leads uh one lead in particular in fact you were tr- tracking down uh jack ben winklebottom the proprietor of um flaming jacks which you found had been ironically burned to the ground um uh, he had gone missing uh, along with the bone dagger uh, which you guys were seeking as you had gathered that this dagger is wanted by the red mages tracking through the forest um after happening upon a centaur a scarecrow another uh lions and tigers and bears oh my all the things you managed to get to the edge of the forest and uh, had uh, just camped out had a short rest you were attacked by cockatrice you managed to get rid of them and also happenstance you could make some cockatrice balm with their remains as well which could prove useful to you uh, for um lady helene grenfell that you need to uh unpetrify so you gathered that up and you continued following the trail the trail mysteriously disappeared but thanks to leobrin's gifts of detecting magic at will he could uh see just about a very faint magical trail it turns out that some sort of magic had been used to cloak uh, uh jackman and his accomplice who you theorized is greenblade the ranger uh, so you managed to pick up the trail, followed it, got to the lumber yard, and met a, a big furbolg there named Ox Tenleaf, who tends to a little conservation project at the lumber yard. He hadn't seen either of these people, uh, and in fact, he'd just been busying himself working and isn't blessed with dark vision, and so therefore wasn't going to be able to see a lot in the dark. He hadn't heard much either. Um, and as you guys were kind of deciding what to do next, uh, a, a giant eagle flew overhead which Leobrin tried to communicate with in the hopes that they could get better eyes on things and it just laughed literally in your face which is well not literally in your face but laughed in your face which is just a bit rude before it flew off up north but not disheartened by that Malar used his very uh, very cunning and uh, an impressive sense of smell as uh, as a uh, loxodon to pick up the trail once again getting that uh, faint smell of flaming jack buka and you guys followed the trail and i found some footprints as well and managed to follow it all, all the way um down to the half road it the but the tracks seemed to follow the half road away from hillberg before suddenly turning north and heading into the foothills you continued following that way until you lost the trail again and uh, it's here that you overheard uh, some wolves and again Leobrin with his impressive skills uh, being able to talk with the animals in Dr. Doolittle fashion uh, could then go up and talk to the wolves and see if they've seen either of these missing people the wolves were not helpful the wolves thought about eating you uh, or at least trying to eat you and attack you Uh, fortunately they were dissuaded from doing so um, and couldn't offer any more leads than that it's at this point that then Mala used his last third level spell to do sending to, to communicate directly with Jackman to ask where he was. Uh, again, things did not go well, unfortunately. There was a lot of things that didn't go right uh, last time. It's a lot of bad luck because Jackman clearly hasn't uh, experienced sending before, didn't know the limits of what he could reply back to, and get and so what uh, didn't manage to give the right information in the allotted words that he had um but neris managed to pick up some kind of trail she actually found well she found some branches and bracken that appeared to have come uh, from the road uh, from some gorse bushes by the road 
and were not in the current vicinity so they were definitely out of place which would suggest that these creatures that these two you've been following had gone this way but that in of itself was not enough i think evidence uh, for the party at that point and particularly with the hour growing late you decided to head back to hilberg uh, and leave things at that for today surmising that malar could communicate directly at another time so uh arriving back thinking okay uh, we've got the that didn't work but we do have the cockatrice balm let's go and unpetrify lady grenforth he went to the temple uh the temple of spark temple of the eight and applied both uh balms to uh, lady grenforth but unfortunately nothing happened uh she was not uh, removed from her petrification which was quite a shock because every time you guys have used it so far it's worked um every time somebody's been petrified that you found you've used the balm and it's cured them of petrification uh, so this is very strange that this hasn't worked at this point. Um, so uh, Ventrix II, the uh, priest of the temple, uh, offered to contact High Priestess uh, Amakir in the hopes that she may be able to help uh, with uh, with this uh, situation with Lady Grenforth. And so with those two uh, uh, with those two negatives of the day, uh, finishing the day, perhaps on a high, Brucon and Leobrin went uh, to talk to Councillor Potter about their reward for uh, for the werewolf plot, which you guys had assisted in and, well, had actually thwarted uh, for the most part, with only two, uh, three, sorry, infected lycanthropic individuals, two of them being uh, Greta Grouse from Loranlas, Captain Mandeville uh, of Burekrin, and both of them now residing in the Temple of the Eight, uh, while you wait uh finding some kind of cure and the third being fleeting look himself who's contracted lycanthropy but you weren't going to tell councillor potter this of course no 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 that, that would not be a wise move so instead um you went to collect your reward uh, and she offered a house to the party it was uh there were of course running costs involved with the house and it was not uh and it was a difficult one i think for the party to decide uh, whether he wanted to proceed with the house or not, but you agreed to go to reviewing nonetheless. Seth, in particular, didn't seem too enthused about the idea. Um, and that's where we kind of left things at that point, uh, as over the next few days you have some downtime in the lead-up to um, the funeral for Argentia Summerfall, um, uh, Neris's aunt, who sadly uh, passed away uh, inside uh, captivity uh, within the Red Mage hideout in Korak. So uh, with those three days, you've had some time to get on with what, uh, with other sort of leads and, uh, and other things that your characters wanted to take care of. And so we've been chatting about this. Um, and I'm just going to sort of focus on one character at a time just to kind of figure out what's been going on. And before I go any further, before we jump into that, can I say a big thank you to Solbit, who has subscribed for three months on Twitch Prime. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you, Solbit. Thank you, Solbit. Thank you, Taylor. Just much day. appreciated. Thanks, Ty great guy thank you thank you so much and yes i will be sending that discount code straight over to you after this stream so uh first of all my grandpa's hammer water savings yes <laughs> thank you thank you bart uh okay so uh malar let's focus on you first uh, as you've been uh tending to the temple and you've had quite a few things that you've uh wanted to look into so um first of all um as we had discussed uh, in the session, Malar can, of course, use his sending spells to talk to Jackburn. And over the uh, over the first couple of days, uh, you uh, s communicate with him a few times, and you do get quite a bit of information from him. I've told you, I have told you most of it already, but I'll summarise what um, 
what Mallow was told. Basically, uh, Jackburn has gone underground. He's gone into hiding. He bought the dagger from a trader in half rage, recognizing its worth. Um, and yeah, it was not completely surprised that somebody would come after him but uh, the dagger that's that was a bit of a surprise uh, but he know, knew the worth of it so as soon as the place was being decimated he grabbed that before leaving um he got the sense he was being followed which is why he went for the forest happened upon Greenblade, and uh basically uh persuaded Greenblade to accompany him into the hills to make sure he was escorted across safely um, to get to his underground safe house. He's only heard rumours about the Red Mages, but legends say the dagger was carved from dragon bone, so maybe that's why they want it? He, uh, he's told Malar as such. Speaking of the daggers, so Malar, uh, you obviously have wanted to look into the daggers, uh, and you can, of course, uh, you've gathered some books from the market, cost you a couple of gold pieces, but you've done it, uh, and you can, over these next few days, research in the comfort of the Temple of Spark. Um, Ventrix offered uh, his office, actually, for you to study in, um, so, so you're away from everyone, but equally so that you can keep an eye on our two lycanthropic charges, because somebody needs to look after them in the next couple of days in case something goes wrong so um so i gave you a choice dan uh, of either mm. sorry dk i can say dan today but for for brev for for you know continuity i'm still calling you dk so dk you can uh you had a choice of either using your passive investigation or history over the course of the days to research which one would you like uh, i'm going to use my history your passive history and that score is uh, what's your plus modifier, four so plus four 14 yeah. great okay mm. all right uh and then and then you get to make uh, an investigation check uh uh to kind of finish things off for today but i can give you the information from the history check already um but if you want to roll your investigation now and we'll see if you get anything else oh three Oh. oh no okay well that that's a shame we can't add anything uh, extra to that but your three days weren't in vain you definitely got information so here we go so first of all uh the daggers were once common in kothar during the first age eons ago they were scattered in the years since the end of the second rachir war which you know is during the second age and have faded out of history since then it's rumored that the great houses of the crowflies each possess one of the daggers as a sign of their ancestry and their right to rule. Uh, it's believed that it was their ancestors who fought and defeated uh, Ushtag the Deceiver. Hold on, Jack. I think Dan's lost audio. I, I've oh. just lost audio. I've just come back in. I'm back in. Oh, no. I missed what the did... first bit of this. You missed the first <laughs> bit. Basically, <laughs> literally, as, as you went, oh, here we go, everything got out. <laughs> that is uh, the... the uh... The streaming gods have a sense of humor, don't they? <laughs> okay, so okay, let me re let me say that again. Then, so the daggers were once common in Kothar during the first age, eons and eons ago. They were scattered in the years since the end of the Second Rachir War during the Second Age, uh, and have faded out of history since then. It's rumored that the great houses of the Crowflies each possess a dagger as a sign of their ancestry and their right to rule uh, each of the great houses. It's believed that it was their ancestors who fought and defeated Ushtag the Deceiver, the great red dragon, and they were um, since they were the first humans to settle in the many lands and uh, 
as uh, as you are a bureaucrat scholar, you will also yeah know that it was uh, essentially an alliance of humans, dwarves, and some halflings who managed to uh, fight the dragonborn armies of Ulchir and defeat uh, uh, Ushtag the Deceiver, the Great Red Dragon, uh, during that fight. So yeah, you've uh, so you've got some information about the daggers. It's definitely uh, linked. Uh, it seems to the uh, to the dragons of old, made of dragon bone supposedly, uh, and as I said, uh, each of the houses of the crowflies apparently possess a dagger. That much you know. Solid but, homework, uh, Mallar. A plus. And oh, I, I, uh, would you believe? Okay, <laughs> would you believe that there are there's a lot more information here as well there are four more tiers I've made just in case you rolled really well but those you got some good stuff there alright so um, in addition to that Malar um, has been trying to experiment with this lycanthropy nonsense uh, to try and figure out uh, how, how this works and how they can prevent uh, any sort of turning going forward and specifically you wanted to try out feeding silver to fleeting look Fortu- unfortunately fleeting look went MIA uh during the first day in fact you didn't see him or seth after after you um after that evening when you came back to hilberg um after the discussion about the house they disappeared they went they went to stay at the inn and haven't been seen since um but you do have two other charges that you can experiment on with the silver you've got some silver powder which ventrix is giving to you um the use of the words experiment on repeatedly Make, give, give the whole thing a very different feel. <laughs> like there's, there, it, it almost feels like every time you say experimented on, there should be a little steep, you know, fing- steepling of the fingers and a. <laughs> yes. Experimenting on them. Yeah, you've been, you know, ca- carrying out his his uh, philanthropic work. Obviously, it's for the for the good of the, of the world um, to to rid the world of. Like, anyway, um, so you can experiment. On uh, Greta Grouse or Captain Mandeville, uh, it's entirely your choice of, uh, of which one you'd like to use. Uh, you could use both if you prefer. Uh, and yes, you can use a small supply of silver powder which Ventrix has supplied you with. Um, so, Malar, can you make a medicine check for me, please? Okay. Um, yeah, all right. Here we go. That's a 19 on the die with a plus 7, so 20. Damn, bro. Nice. 27. Amazing. Okay, so... uh, 26. Yeah. Okay. uh, Okay, so, so your experiment... Goes very goes very well in a weird way. Uh, so, uh, which one which one were you going to uh, use the powder on, or was it both? Uh, uh, following scientific methods, you've got to factor out all the variables. So, uh, both, both. All right. <clears throat> okay. So you feed them the silver, um, and uh, as soon as they they take it, they both. Their breathing becomes uh, quite uh, stilted, um, and they appear to be hyperventilating. Uh, then they then start convulsing uh, and uh, kind of spasm, fall to the floor. Um, and you, as they, they they spasm down there for a, for a few seconds before suddenly they both go still, and you're aware that they're starting to die. So uh, you can what? <laughs> 
Yeah. What? The silver has had an effect on them. Uh, clearly, they don't like silver, uh, and they are now currently dying. You, so you can uh, you can try and resuscitate them. Obviously, you've got spells and things. You can just bop them, but they are, uh, for mechanical sake, they're, they're on death saves. I'll burn my divinity throw um, 12 points of healing. Just divvy out between them. Okay, yeah. So you so you managed to bring them both back, um, and when you bring them back, it seems that the, <laughs> it, it seems the the silver part has passed through their system upon them dying. So, yeah, experiment successful. Silver pretty deadly to these to these uh, lycanthropic individuals, um, particularly in the amounts that you gave gave to them. It seemed to have worked very well. Um, I hope that helps in your um, <laughs> in in your quest so far. But yeah, well, we we now know how to kill Fleeting. We just yeah. have to spike, chuck silver down him, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, okay. Um, sp- speaking of curing Fleeting, <laughs> you wanted to research the filter uh, or whatever the the cure point uh, the cured curse um, vial that you were given. Clearly, such a thing exists. You've been told before they're quite rare, um, but they had one at Hilburg. So you wanted to find out more information about where you could possibly find one more. Um, so uh, there are two people in town. Well, there would be three. Um, there was that halfling um, sort of potion trader who was a, a little bit unscrupulous in where he got his um, his wares from uh, and seemed a little bit distrustful to, to you lot when you were talking to him in the market some time ago. But aside from him, uh, there is uh, Councillor Potter and Phil the Trader, um, who you could talk to. Uh, which one would you like to ask about the filter? Remind me who Phil the Trader was. He's the one who's had this potion no, no, for two no, years. No, 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 <laughs> Councillor Potter. Okay. Just, Very wise. No. Very wise. He'll come back one day, Phil the Trader. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. So talking to Councillor Potter. She now she's quite open with you. You've got a pretty good relationship, especially after everything you've done for um, Hilberg and Yurikun in general so far. Um, she doesn't know how Hilberg came across the filter of cure curse that she had, but has read re- has read many books pertaining to its existence. Supposedly, uh, the goddess Grisette, you'll know as goddess of the wild, created lycanthropes to punish those who upset the natural order destroyed the forests and so on but she uh, also uh, in her in her great wisdom uh, Grisette created a spring that naturally created the cure located far away from civilization in one of the most remote of mountain tops though the mountain's location has never been discovered so do I get any sense of where that might be? Just the top of. Um, like, do I what? get a continent or a, a oh, climate um, so it, or a... So uh, it's within the many lands. Um, they're fairly certain it, it must be somewhere around here, particularly as Hilberg itself has one. Um, between you and Councillor Potter, you've probably deduced that if Hilberg has one, then it would. You know, logic would say that perhaps the, the source of the cure is also within Burekrin or um, or at least on the island maybe it's in Rachir but it would certainly seem to be in this 
peninsula, I guess, of the many lands. Okay. Well, okay, that's something. Yeah, okay, that's that's a lead followed. Cool. Okay. And then finally, um, we wanted to figure out how to uns <laughs> to to bring back Lady Renforth. Uh, so after High Priestess Amakir was notified uh, about the situation on the second day, uh, you uh, she communes directly with you in Ventrix's office via the Sending Stone, which, as you know, um, all of the uh, temples within um, within Burekrin have these Sending Stones. It's the way for the priesthood to communicate and you know push forward the mission and so on. Uh, make sure everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet, pun intended. Um, so, she is very pleased with you of finding the Lady Grenforth, though obviously troubled by the situation, and so she offers to send you a scroll of greater restoration, if that would help in the cause. Um, it'll take a few days to get to you, but uh, she'll send yeah, sure. it on her way. If that doesn't work, they'll have to think of something else. And she also sure. notes that she also notes that uh, carry on this way with uh, preserving this, your cause and preserving life in the way that you do and there may be a priesthood in it for Malar himself maybe he'll get a temple of his own one day um, but yeah seal of approval you're doing well my friend and I think that's everything for Malar so uh, we're this talking a bit about sh we're talking a little bit about shopping there in the market so this neatly going to segue on to Neris and what you've been up to in the downtime so Neris <laughs> Um, oh my god! Oh my god! So obviously you've been staying for free with your uncle Brinlan at Summerfall Carpentry. He is, of course, a carpenter himself, uh, and so you have quite uh, been shadowing him almost to the point of uh, of literally being his shadow. How close you've been standing to him as he's been working. He would have got annoyed uh, in other circumstances, but you know, as it as it's you, and he feels very protective of you. He's glad that you're close by, and you spent the last few days um, kind of apprenticing him. Um, well, also, I want to point out that Neris has been asking a lot of really annoying questions, so <laughs> I'm sure. sure that testing his patience is key here. <laughs> uh, what you do? What, what, what about now? How about now? What's that? <laughs> and, and he he embraces it with good humor, um, and you know, I think he remarks even that you remind him of a younger version of himself when he was uh, but a lad. Uh, starting out in in the carpentry and asking questions is never a bad thing even if they are annoying um, except he wasn't on fire which is probably a good thing for a carpenter no exactly um but we'll get back to him because obviously as i said shopping spree that's what you've been up to as well so you were went to bits and pieces the gnomes there bantam and bell quickly they all ignore exactly what kind of uh, thing you are after. <laughs> uh, have, uh, many, uh... Did, did leo come with me in the end Leo came with you, yes, because this happened before. Uh, okay. <laughs> this, this happened before you talked to the counselor, I think. But so this definitely happened. Yeah. Well, well, I just want to say because I, I feel like in a shop like that, I would need the street cred of Leo's rough. Yeah. Given how unfashionable I am, in my <laughs> red priest robes. Yes, uh, exactly. And uh, I, I, I will. Uh, <laughs> you can of course defer to Leo's judgment. Um, uh, during uh, during this as well, when the various items are pulled out for you, so you're shown various magical trinkets. The the given your budget, uh, the most high end items, which conveniently are placed in the highest reaches of the highest sorry the highest echelons you could say of the tree of which is at the centre of this shop. Um, so they don't bring those down to you, but they're aware that you know there are they have some items that may be of interest, uh, and one in particular thinks would suit your. Uh, 
idiom, I guess, um, uh, is uh, it's a black cloth and sort of leather patched piece. Seems fairly mundane, but as you touch it, it feels warm to the touch. And uh, and Belle is there like, oh no, you have to put it on. You have to put it on a tray, and you see what it does. What kind of piece is it? Like, is it the... Like, oh, sorry, this is a, a two-piece. So you've got the you've got oh, uh, trousers and top. Excellent. It's a, they're both. It's long-sleeved, long-sleeved. Excellent. Uh, top, quite high-necked as well. It's. it's I like uh, it. I like it. Tactical neck. Tactile neck. Tactile neck. Exactly. I mean, so you have a <laughs> tactical outfit. I like it. Yeah. Um. As I said, sort of dark, sort of blacks and browns and greys. <laughs> Bart gets it. it. Bart gets it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Lada. <laughs> anyway, as you put it on, <laughs> what? Uh, as you, uh, um, uh, when you try it on, yes. you see these uh, embers that start appearing on it, uh, and this light smoke starts wafting from it as well. Pass your hand through, and you realise that this is—it is an illusion. It's not—it's not really on fire, but it gives the illusion that it is smouldering. It is an outfit of smouldering. Exactly, and I'm gonna come out of the dressing room and go like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And Leo, uh, this this gets approval. This is fucking cool. Leo uh, <laughs> Brin has <laughs> been. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah. So on the on the initial trip in, Leo Brin will have uh, using his uh, cloak of whatever the cool many thing fashions. is that means it changes. Cloak of many fashions. Yeah, and. Um, Possibly the mask uh, will will have matched his or themed his outfit to match Neris's original one, and will now try and retheme it to match her current one. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like a, a couple of flame motifs appear on another one. It's quite dark. Feeling uh, inspired. Yes. Very nice. Uh, so you guys can match, coordinate. Um, so in addition to that, you are shown round uh, the various trinkets they have here as well. Like uh, perhaps some uh, jewellery would be uh, more the... lagging. Uh, um, uh, she nods things, eagerly. T- two things are pulled out for you. First of all, um, uh, they both they have various non-magical ones, but they recognise you like the magical stuff, so they're going to bring they're going to push that a little bit. Um, first thing is a key on a necklace. Um, they tell you this is a mystery key. It uh, opens a lock, but we have not found it. It could be any lock. And you, uh, with Leo's Detect Magic, you can see this is a magical key. Um, so maybe it opens a magical lock. Who would know? It is a mystery mm. key on a necklace. And then secondly... Not, yeah, not a fan of the not knowing right now. Had a little bit of too much of that. Fair mm. enough. Uh, the second item that's put before you is a ring. It's just a simple... Uh, uh, cop- sorry, it's a simple bronze band, um, but it's a, it's more of like a signet ring. But it's uh, it's plain. It's there doesn't seem to be any sort of motif, any any kind of uh, etching on it, uh, any sort of uh, inscribing. It's it's fairly plain. But just looking at it, you just kind of have a a feeling of of warmth and confidence in uh, in what you were seeing before you. This is a ring of conviction. I like it. I like it very much. Uh, this, uh, Bantam Should be like spilling around. Kind of mm. passes it over to you as you're looking at it and says, "Ah, you see, the piece uh, uh, it uh, makes you more compelling to talk to it. Uh, it gives you a certain aura when you need the most. Uh, if you need to be mm. uh, someone who needs to be believed in, this uh, this thing mm. will give you the confidence to do so." 
She likes it a lot. Hmm. Is there a, another one? Just those two to look at? Um, there, those are the two that they pull out for you. Um, okay. Uh, well, there are non-magical ones as well. Uh, the, yes. There are some other ones which uh, you get the sense there are others, but they say, oh, "Yeah, this would not suit your twenty gold pieces. It would be much more than that." Excuse you. Uh, my apologies, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, uh, we, um, uh, we have a price limit. Uh, we cannot undersell ourselves. We have a business to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she grabs the the ring of uh, was it the ring of confidence uh, conviction. Conviction, that's the one. The ring conviction and, and puts it on and kind of like does like, yeah, this'll do. Marvellous. Uh, so you agree with that and you also get one uh, regular outfit as well, which you picked out. Um, just a yeah. ordinary travelling clothes and uh, they do you a, a bulk buy discounts, give you the whole lot, uh, those three items for 20 gold pieces. Excellent. So the FYI, the, the travel clothes are almost the same as what she had before. Um, just top is now black and the cloak is red and the cloak is no longer kind of skirting the ground because it's actually to her size it's like a bit more yeah. fitted yeah it's yeah cool. uh, it's just uh, just the right length really <laughs> just just a bit more practical i guess yeah <laughs> yeah at long last at long last i'm not wearing i'm not looking like a kid in in an adult's cloak so it's uh, it's in your um, it's in your character sheet now uh, on D and D Beyond, Neris. But uh, for the rest of you, the Ring of Conviction is a common magic item which uh, once per day can be used to give advantage on one charisma check. So it's a, it could be a handy little item in a in a gym. I'm pleased. There you are. Um, so I said you would, you've been doing that and you've been uh, you've been apprenticing um, with uh, Brinlan as well uh, over the three days. You've noted that he um, he doesn't seem to stop working, really. Maybe he sleeps for a few hours, but he's up long into the nights also uh, working on a project. There's one uh, project in particular which he's working on overnight. You're aware he's doing something, but he won't let you sort of in on it. He won't, when you ask him about it, he changes the subject. He, you know, otherwise diverts attention elsewhere. Doesn't He seems quite secretive about it. Now, if you would like Neris, if curiosity is getting the better of you, you can attempt to sneak in and see what he's up to. I do want to sneak in. All right, you can roll stealth. And um, by the way, I'm wearing my normal clothes until further notice, yeah, not the smoldering one. Sure, sure. So just so know. I don't come in, there's like a smoldering, <laughs> like sneaking. There's like a smoldering illusion around. Like can't see me. <laughs> Fourteen. Oh, well, stealth. Actually, let me just double check. Uh, Sixteen. Sorry. Oh, that. 15 is what you needed, so good job you got that modifier. Yes. All right, you sneak <laughs> downstairs. Um, and it seems that he's kind of enraptured in, in his work. He, he almost seems kind of possessed by by the job that he's doing. And, you know, working feverishly, um, his arms just, just continually moving as he's grabbing uh, various instruments, implements, and, uh, and, and carving into this uh, block of wood. Now, when you sneak down, uh, this is... I probably going to be day two or three by this point that you, you go down and have a look but um he moves to one side um out of the way and you get a glimpse of what he's been working on um it's a uh, a, a very a, a miniature um perhaps uh not like the miniatures we'd use in Dungeons and dragons this is uh perhaps maybe 
a, uh, approaching a foot tall. It's a wood. It's a wooden carving, um, a small sort of wooden sculpture, and you recognise the kind of uh, the quite prominent straight nose, uh, the flowing hair, and the elaborate dress. It's this appears to be uh, a wooden sculpture of your late aunt Argentia that he's making. That's so. That's right in the fields, right there. Right in the fields. <laughs> that really hits me where I live. Exactly. <laughs> right. So she decides not to disturb him and just kind of fades into the mist. If she can. <laughs> I'm just being the smoke. Uh, cool. Yeah. That's so. That's that's what Neris gets up to over the, the three days. Next up on our list, Leoberin. So Leoberin, uh, nature boy over here, nature lover, um, has been putting himself to work over the few days, trying to use his gifts, uh, his his fey touched gifts, um, as best as he can, and contribute to. I guess the society as a whole uh, in uh, in Hilberg um, by each day um, spending several hours um, using your plant growth uh, spell to help uh, the farmer, the um, uh, tra- uh, the uh, conservationist, and others. So the first day, um, you go and uh, go to Ox Tenleaf, the furbolg that you met at the lumberyard. As you notice his conservation project and his uh, small saplings. Uh, you're free to uh, use your plant growth ability and uh, through that, through eight hours, I believe you said it takes, it takes uh, eight. Yeah, eight hours of it casting increases growth for a year. Which is like, within... A, so within a day's work for you, it increases growth for a year. So these saplings yeah. shoot up in this eight hours. It's very impressive. Yeah. The ox is made up by your work uh, and he offers to do a carving for you uh, in the future should you need it. He's Ooh. a he's a wood carver himself, uh, so he can he can. Make Is this like a like. furniture style or um, carpentry would be more for big furniture items? But he can okay. do um, he could make you uh, I guess small wooden trinkets. He could make you uh, wooden weapons. Essentially anything you know, like in Xanathar's guide, the description for uh, wood carver's yeah. tools, the things you can make. Anything in there is fair game. Um, I would say sort of anything up to uh, anything Statue that can be held or aunt. carried would probably be okay. Yeah, but cool. uh, that's an open favor for, for you. Um, whether you take him up there and then or another time, it's entirely up to you. Excellent. Oh, Day two, you uh, head over to Rackfoot Farm, which you guys remember is uh, where the sheep had been slaughtered by uh, a werewolf, as it turned out, uh, with the incomprehensible Randall Shepherd uh, and his wife, uh, uh, Giselle Shepherd. Uh, now uh, you go over there again, you can use your plant growth the eight hours casting and uh, again it's it works perfectly the crops grow an insane amount in that time giselle and randall are completely made up randall's oh oh oh, that is wonderful that is oh you are oh what a marvelous boy you are um uh, oh i i I don't know if this is uh, much in thanks we are but humble farmers but uh um, well, you helped make it, so it's yours. Uh, she gives you as much food as you can carry. Uh, in fact, she gives you 40 days' worth of rations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, uh, uh, 
I, I'm not sure entirely where I'll put all this, but uh, just like trying to ram things <laughs> into backpack. Uh, it takes you a couple of trips, I imagine, to get all that across. But yeah, that's yes. all yours. Um, <laughs> Forty days of rations. Yeah, uh, I mean, you might not be able to hold hold on to it all in one backpack, but yeah. like you've it's got still within my carrying members. capacity. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is a significant amount of weight. You can certainly now share carry... with, your, with your pet party members if you would like it, but it's yeah. your, your rations. You can do what you like with it. Yeah, I carry 98 pounds worth of food at the moment. <laughs> just walking through town, just delivering it to the poor, like, you know, whatever you want yeah. to do. That, it's yours. Um, they, yeah, I'll they're give, very I'll give, impressed. I'll spend uh, some other of my time of the day. I'll, I'll give out nine rations of food. So now I'm at the round 40 in my backpack. Okay. So, uh, okay, so if you're doing that, then, uh, yes, uh, over the three days, you become quite well acquainted with uh, many of the townspeople. They, they, they know of Leobrin, the, the half-elf, and his magnificent ruff, uh, and his very generous ways over the next few days. Uh, yeah, you, you've got a, a reputation for yourself. Uh, and then day three, um, there's one last place which you haven't explored yet, and that is um, the mill. Obviously, the mill will. Um, there are fields beyond the mill. The, the mill's there for a reason. It's got to, you know, it's got to grind up some grain and whatnot. Um, so you head over there. You've gathered that the uh, the miller's name is uh, Sienna. Sienna the Miller. Sienna Shoe is their actual name, um, as in shoe pastry. I'm shaking my head at you. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I, I, I was I was wondering if if that was going to land, and I thought I'll just say how it is. Sienna the Miller. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, you can head over into that field there, and you can, if you'd like to do the plant growth again, you can, you can, of course, do so. Yep, I uh, got it. Uh, can you roll a d twenty for me, please? Oh, okay. Which d twenty? This one. Uh, twelve. Twelve. Am I okay. adding anything? Um, the um the spell works exactly how it did before but you notice um within the first couple of hours it feels like uh almost like fatigue of this spell casting it feels like you're having to put more effort in to cast this spell than you perhaps normally would like i said everything works in the same way it just seemed to take you a bit more effort to get there this it felt like the magic was almost being strained to get out um odd hmm. i'm sure that's fine <laughs> everything's fine yeah uh, yeah and that's uh, that, a lot those of spell casting things, those are the main things i think leobrin takes care of unless there's anything else you had to add to that uh no if that's all the local farms yeah that's, th that's some yeah. of the local farms uh, in hillburg sure yeah eight hours of eight I'll, I'll for for full description um all plants in a half mile radius centered on where i'm casting uh become enriched for one year the plants yield twice the normal amount of food when harvested they're gonna have a they're good gonna crop. have a good time <laughs> especially if we're in autumn anyway and this is when they would be gathering the harvest you've basically doubled their output uh, in one day which is insane um so yeah yeah leobrin out of everyone is very well established obviously malar is very recognizable uh, as the only loxodon in town but leobrin is the the people's champion at this point uh, okay, speaking of champions, let's move over to Brucon uh, and find out what he's been up to. So, uh, 
so Brucon, the first thing on your agenda, obviously in the fights in Korak, you managed to lose your uh, silver kukri, your uh, monk weapon, which was a, 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 a lot more, <laughs> it bore a lot more significance to your character than than, than perhaps was would be appreciated by many of the other uh, party members. This wasn't just about. Uh, symbolizing your time at the Barkfang Monastery. This was symbolizing a break with tradition, a break away from your family, the Rumble Guts that you've kind of, in a manner, in a manner of speaking, have kind of disowned. You've, you've, you know, moved on to a different style of life, away from that life. Um, and so you have, uh, so you've been wanting to get a, a replacement of some variety. So there were a couple of options for you. Um, obviously, with the silver de- uh, supply depleted, uh, the armory won't be able to suit uh, the. Uh, sorry, the um, the forge in the armory will not be able to uh, create a silver one for you, but they can create a regular um, iron steel kukri, if you would like that. It would cost fifteen gold pieces, and it would take the three days for it to be made. But that is a an option uh uh other other than that there are many uh weapons for sale at a weapons trader um uh, stall at the market or you could buy any other uh pre-made weapons at the armory as well if that was what you wanted to do um and you also have uh we we've discussed about the uh the collapsible rod as well and uh, how that could be used in time, but uh, that will require some extra research. What yeah, that's you, the, what that's like an option do? for the future. Yeah. Um, I think you know I was saying before about if this carries on too long, then Brucon is going to end up flat broke. We could be heading there a bit faster than I thought, but <laughs> but we're okay for the time being. Um, still in triple triple digits uh, for cash funds. So wow. Uh, <laughs> it, he's it, it, your man is minted. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's not quite the same, but it'll do as a substitute for the time. But you know, we we will we'll have to find ways to invest it with the same symbolic uh, resonance as the previous one, um, possibly by inserting it directly into Damon's face. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll go. Let's go ahead and and, and buy that cookery. It doesn't it doesn't um, do anything uh, like the the partly. Um, Brucon's interested in it because it's a bladed weapon um, so there are certain circumstances where punching things may not necessarily be um, the most useful thing to do and um, and also it's it's about um, sort of uh, encapsulating the, the ways in which he's different from um how he used to be and it's sort of part of his identity so yeah he's he's willing to splash that cash um for for the time being at least uh, well he's willing to splash the cash uh and we'll just have to see about making it um a more you know resonant and important um piece of kit than than a mere bladed weapon in time so yes go ahead and spend 15 gold Sure. All right. So you commission that uh, from the smithy, who is as grumpy as usual, but uh, he, he will—he's uh, he, fine with uh, with uh, making it for you. Um, uh, doing a bit of soul searching over these next uh, over the next uh, few days as well, um, trying to piece together that vision that you had about the uh, the mountain the, uh, that uh, uh, you saw with the scales on it, and obviously the light and the dark and the balance being. Uh, a, fundamental belief of yours uh, from the monastery um so you've been 
much wanting to find out more about the location of said mountain or one that matches the description. Unfortunately, uh, the cartographer in your group, Seth, has gone missing uh, for the few days. You haven't seen him. Uh, he would be a good person to ask um, as he's yeah, a cartographer. He's surveyed the lay of the land. In fact, uh, he was exploring the mountain, uh, the foothills of the mountains. Um, before he kind of happened upon you guys so he would be a good person to ask but with him out of the way for the time being um, you can do some investigation yourself uh, so I gave you the option of either you can uh, do a passive investigation check uh, so, sorry, a passive investigation so we use your passive or uh, you can do a or you can roll and either way we'll, we'll see how far we get with that So sorry, a roll for investigation, or or just use your passive investigation. It's your choice. I can't hear you. That's really weird. Sorry, it's not really weird. I forgot to unmute myself. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, right. so for the benefit of the audience at home, I am. I I, I take notes uh, from these sessions, which is why you, earlier on you may have heard a uh, super subtle clicky clacky noise. Um, and uh, because my keyboard is very loud, I mute myself, and occasionally I forget that I did that, and what just happens. Um, yeah, it's going to be an investigation role, um, sure. because the, the passive uh, version of it is um, it is not much to speak of. So Fair enough. Go for it. Come on, Gambler. Let's see what you got. We have one! A natural one. Oh, so, oh man. So... That, that decision worked out really, really well. Well, even with a natural one, you're taking three days of research, so you will get something. It just might not be as useful as if you'd rolled better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll, so research not Brucon's special specialist subject: drinking, punching, stunts. Yeah, these are uh, things that would Brucon excel. And it it could partially be um, the uh, as you've chosen as your. Um, study area, much like many students have fallen afoul of uh, the the inn uh, as a place to study, uh, which obviously means you get distracted by the booze instead. It, it, it's what happens. Or talking to people, so they oh, be so productive here, and, and it just doesn't work out. You do, uh, however, garner from your various chats with uh, with uh, the townsfolk and uh, other sort of uh, wandering uh, folks who come through uh, the town. You do gather that. I mean, if if there's going to be a mountain around here that's going to uh, fit the description of the one you saw in your vision it's mo it will be somewhere in the Rackner Mountains for sure um, the Rackner Mountains being the ones uh, sorry the Rackner or the Rackgurut Mountains which are to the north of you to the north and the northwest I believe uh, somewhere around there there's sure to be one around there somewhere yeah, let's go have a look around uh, unfortunately that's all you get with a natural one <laughs> I'm so sorry uh, but yeah, it, it's honestly more information than I was entitled to off the back of a critical <laughs> failure. So well, it, it's something we touched on uh, before, where it's like some checks shouldn't. I think I feel like some checks can't be just a, a pass or fail. Some of them can, but like with research, it's like you get something in your research. You can't get nothing, but that you get the bare yeah. minimum. So <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So uh, with that out of the way, on the third day, you can collect your kukri, and then. On the uh, uh, on the next do have, day, do yeah. have one other thing to do before the next day, 
uh, oh, sorry, while all ahead. this is going on. Um, um, uh, so basically, uh, I had forgotten um, when we were discussing this. Uh, oh, okay. There's a, uh, a, a an important and special event coming up, um, and Brucon is nothing if not um, uh, you know, ra- raised to dress for the dress to impress. Um, and to dress for the occasion. So Brucon is also going to check out some threads. Um, oh boy, oh boy. Yes. Go for something um, more formal. Okay. Uh, yes! Uh, uh, so, you get, uh, bits and pieces is the place to go for uh, for clothing. They're, they're well known for that, and Neris has not stopped talking about it since she, uh, since she got her new threads from there. Uh, Leobrin also with his cloak of many fashions you're aware he got there as well so yeah they're, 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 you've got two people championing this store so you're, that would be the first point of call I'd say. very highly recommended oh oh, oh of course uh, you are uh, one of the uh, adventurers uh, we have uh, many uh, classy uh, uh, formal attire to suit your uh, means um, and he points out uh, various uh, formal wear to you. Um, he says, "Ah, but if you are looking for something uh, extra special, I have uh, this uh, particular piece here." And he pulls forth. Um, it's along with a, it's a, along with a, just a standard suit. Um, this is a three-piece suit, and he particularly highlights the waistcoat, uh, which itself seems to be made of a. Uh, it's a brown silk. Uh, but it, sorry, a sort of brown burnished gold, I'd say, kind of uh, thing. But when you look at it, uh, the light catches on it, and it seems to gleam and sparkle. And he says, uh, "This uh, this waistcoat here, it uh, it never gets dirty. It uh, it always uh, maintains its cleanliness, and it always uh, sparkles a little bit, so you can always look good for the occasion." Well, so you're speaking my language. Um, that sounds splendid. Oh, gosh. Oh, to think the what I could have done with uh, a a a, um, a, sub, a material of this kind in my uh, in my misspent youth. Ah, oh. uh, well, n- no time for no time to uh, sit in bitter regret. Uh, how much uh, how much would you um, ask for for this uh, magnificent? Oh, oh the waistcoat. It, um, this uh, is uh, the waistcoat of gleaming. It is uh, ten gold pieces, and then to throw in the rest of the suit as well, uh, that would be uh, altogether would be a uh, fifteen gold pieces. Brucon um, looks at his looks at his uh, his money purse. Um, tries very hard to think about the the responsible thing to do. Uh, and then looks at the it's so shiny the waistcoat uh, of <laughs> so shiny and and goes I I, I I I couldn't live with myself if I turned uh, something like this down uh, deal and and forks over the fifteen gold marvelous uh, so other things Brucon is not good at haggling <laughs> oh well yeah somebody's got to have a blind spot I suppose <laughs> everyone has a blind spot this is his uh, so you get yourself some fine clothes uh, and in, in addition you get the waistcoat of gleaming now I will uh, that's not a current item uh, that you can equip uh, but I can it's essentially the armour of gleaming but it's in the waistcoat variety um, so I can make that for you uh, for next time put it on your character sheet if you'd like okay, yes please so you have your formal wear uh, and the day of uh, the funeral approaches which is uh, on uh, the 
Thursday the 9th of, uh, of Festival. So, you all uh, rise relatively early. You know um, the service is taking place um, about 10am. It's not too early, but you want to be there ahead of time to you know, make sure you're not... Being late for a funeral might not go down particularly well. Um, you can... Uh, I would uh, will say that you, the rest of you, um, would rise from uh, from the from your new home, uh, and can make your way over to Summerfall Carpentry, where you can meet uh, Neris and Brynlan and, and escort them over to the uh, over to the Temple of Spark. That seems like I think I feel that's in with the realms of your characters to do. Notably, Seth and Fleeting are still missing. Um, you still haven't, they still haven't returned from wherever they went. Uh, which maybe is bad form. They haven't turned up for the funeral, but you don't know where they are, so they could be doing something else very important. Who, who knows? So, Neris uh, is going to be pissed. Hmm. Are we... The shenanigans will increase against Seth, particularly. Do because they... she knows, she knows that. Fle sorry, she knows no. that fleeting is just weird enough. But Seth is, yeah. I see you. <laughs> we are murdering some dogs somewhere. Um, did did um, <laughs> did, did, did they just like vanish, or did they leave some kind of? Don't worry that don't worry that we've gone. We, we've not been kidnapped or replaced by doppelgangers or. Um, set on fire or abducted to have our blood drained or um, met up with our uh, semi um, mortal baby mama or anything like that like what what's what's the what's the range of possibility of um, reason to be alarmed at them not being here uh, I, I might have to um, uh, to uh, retro retroactively um tell you what what they did preparation wise because they haven't told me anything yet. I haven't told you. Um, but we'll, so we'll say for now um that they haven't given you any notice they um they stayed at the inn after viewing the house and they left in the morning they didn't even stay for breakfast you didn't see them leave um you assume they're just getting on with their they must be doing something seth's quite secretive with a lot of things as well i mean you only just learned his name uh, so, so, so it's within the realms of possibility he wouldn't tell you what. True. Although uh, what no one else to. knows my real name, so uh, you know, um, glass houses on that one. But yeah, it's true they are um, neither of them super demonstrative people. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, okay, acceptable amount of meta knowledge involved to not immediately tear us off and try and mount a rescue on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they're probably fine. They're big boys. They can handle themselves. I mean, Fleeting's a part werewolf, but you know, Seth was you know probably sort that out. It's fine. Uh, He's okay. a dog killer, Houndsbane. It's all fine. Yeah, it's just the perfect combination. So, uh, so the rest of you meet up with Neris outside Summerfall Carpentry. Um, Brynlan uh, kind of comes out, uh, looks at you all. He's again in formal regalia. Uh, I assume the rest of you also will be you know, dressed for the occasion. Neris is going to wear her black smoldering outfit with the black cloak okay then all right uh and Mallory in his priestly robes i imagine for this uh, particular uh endeavor um, um doesn't really have priestly robes but he's got like the vestments of, of the vestments thing that goes around sure yeah, yeah dog collar freshly crisped <laughs> 
When Brucon, yeah, when Brucon sees um, Neris's outfit, he kind of looks at the waistcoat and thinks to himself, "I didn't say anything about burning." Hmm. Dilemma. And resolves and resolves to maintain uh, two yards of social distancing. Topical. Uh, as, as two yards. As yeah. <laughs> two yards is a long way. way. Long. As, um, as, much, as much as possible. <laughs> but with uh, the reason for that is kind of Neris's promise of vengeance in that outfit. Ah, smoldering. But she doesn't. Her. She doesn't. She doesn't say that to anybody. She just rocks up in that, and it's like, deal yeah. with it. I'm giving Neris some inspiration. Uh, Why, right thank there. you. Uh, that's very on point. Uh, I believe I still have. I believe I already have inspiration, but if you already have it, the thought was there. <laughs> I will take the. I will take the. The support. The pat on the back. Take a pat on the back. It's very good. All right. Um, so yeah, Brinlan kind of it comes out last of all. Neris is out there waiting for for him to appear. Uh, he's clutching the. Um, he's clutching a box. Neris, you'd recognise this is probably contains the sculpture he's been working on. Um, just kind of nods to all of you. Uh, um, thank you for um, for coming here today. Um, and uh, making sure we, we get here fine. Um, I know you guys did everything you could, and I'm I'm appreciative of that. Um, it's just the way life goes sometimes, I guess. Um, so, for her sake, we'll uh, try and live life as best as we can and to its fullest, I guess. And, there is uh, just tenses her jaw at that visibly. Visibly, he uh... visibly ten tenses like everything. Like here, it just goes like. And he he note he you you clock him. He notices. He doesn't say anything, but he notices. And uh, kind of uh, issues. Everyone, shall we uh, go on our way? I guess. And uh, starts making the long road towards the temple. Now, um, your new house. Uh, is uh, just across uh, across the, the um, sort of an open area um, in town from the temple. The temple and the council chambers are pretty close to your house now, so you're you're in a nice position position for that. So, but you've obviously done a detour to come down to the carpentry place. But it's notable that you know it's it's quite close to you now. So you head across to there. Um, the doors are already open. There's quite a few of the townsfolk inside. It seems uh, you know a gentleman was well known in the town. Um, there are some uh, more there are some very respectable looking members of the community uh, a few you recognise, some of the shopkeepers uh, there's one family in particular you don't recognise by name but they're very well dressed like far too elaborately um, for uh, for this occasion, they, they seem to be people of wealth but um, faces that you can actually you have come across before um you recognize their faces you don't know who they are but they are townspeople um and uh brian obadiah the uh, deacon is at the door and kind of greets you as you come in a very large friendly man uh, uh oh uh, yes uh, uh, <laughs> uh come on in um good to see you and the even even despite all of this he still has that that uh a modicum of, of levity about him he 
chuckles a little bit in, in just seeing you with a very warm smile, but, you know, maintains a social veneer, you know, in regards to the situation. He, he, he uh, yeah, seems to be welcoming. Let's you all in. Um, and you'll take your places uh, inside uh, the temple of Spark. And Ventrix uh, stands in the centre on the, uh, up on the, uh, the plinth in the middle. Um, and uh, Brynlan comes up to the side there and he's he waits at the bottom of the steps to this uh, altar and Vedrix kind of speaks out uh, to the congregation well uh, this is never a, an easy day when someone so full of life uh, disappears into the dark but uh, if Spark tells us one thing it's that uh when one light goes out, it sparks a new light in all the rest of us. Uh, I hope that with uh, Argentia's uh, passing, that the rest of us can remember and be brought together by the light that she shared with all of us. I believe uh, Brynlan here uh, has a few words. Uh, Brynlan nods and heads up to the top of the altar and he uh, places the box down and then pulls it pulls it off the top of it to reveal this wooden sculpture as you can see and you can all recognize uh, that this is a sculpture of his of his late wife and uh, looks out to the congregation you can see even before he speaks he's definitely emotional who wouldn't be um uh, but he ma maintains uh, his composure. What happened to to Argentia was it's not something I would want to happen to anyone. It was a, a tragedy. And I guess it's easy to feel anger and resentment and look for somebody to blame because there is somebody to blame because of what happened he looks over to Neris but I think um, vengeance will only get us so far even if I could bring to justice those that took my agentia away it would not take away the hurt the the darkness that uh, has come with her passing. Uh, sometimes we can get so caught up in the anger that we forget that we're hurting, and that's why we do these things. Um, I think for Argentia's sake, I, I we should all move on with our lives as best we can, but never forget what she gave to us um, she wouldn't want us to stop the clocks just because her uh, spark I guess has gone so um, I will cherish every memory of Argentia and I hope the rest of you will too Uh, 
that's really all I have to say, I think. It's all about the good times, and I hope there are more in the future. And I know she'll always be here by my side. In this life and the next. And he uh, comes down. And uh, sits next to Nerys on the front pew. Nerys just stares straight. Just doesn't look at anybody. Okay. So, uh, the rest of the ceremony uh, passes as it would do. Malar, you're familiar with these uh, funeral rites um, and uh, obviously there's no body in this case but there is uh, a uh, there is still a, a gravestone that has been uh, marked for her uh, and uh, the congregation is led outside to that to kind of get, bid their final farewells uh, to Argentia at that point Ventrix speaking of Declan how he will uh, guide Argentia's light to the afterlife uh, and that's, that's, that Spark will guide her with her light uh, does anyone have anything to say to uh, bid their final respects to Argentia Maris isn't gonna isn't gonna say anything because she's not done yeah Seems it's not goodbye yet there's fiery vengeance to rain upon those responsible despite what Brynlin said mm-hmm. so she's not done um, so, uh, yeah, various people step forward, pay their respects, throw, throw an item or two, just an offering. Um, so, with the with that ceremony taken care of, uh, the wake then uh, happens. Uh, it's held at the Trickle Inn. You guys are very familiar with that inn, um, and it's. Uh, some light comes back with that some levity uh, once a few drinks have been poured it's clearly there's sadness but uh, uh, people are trying to make the best of it as they can um, it's when the and when the alcohol starts uh, starts trading hands things start to spark pun intended into life a little more from the kind of morose atmosphere I was feeling before um so at the very beginning of the wake, like basically once appropriate, Neris grabs like an apple or something like food and, and just a giant goblet of wine just goes outside. She's not mingling with anybody. She's just outside. She's going to be staring and plotting her revenge outside. <laughs> Brooding. Sure. Brooding outside in her smoldering illusion. That makes sense. Uh, Brucon, meanwhile, will be helping himself liberally to the drinks on offer and uh, having uh, an involved conversation with whoever will listen near to him at the time about the qualities of the drink and and in what respect they, uh, you know, they they represent a suitable libation for a a, a situation of this kind. You know, it's it's kind of going, Mm. yes, I think, you know, this is exactly the sort of thing you would want at a at a tribute such as this, and, and you know goes into uh, tedious lengths about the, the <laughs> quality of the nose and all of that stuff. That's that's <laughs> excuse me. Um, is Brucon yeah. trained in persuasion? He is, as it happens. Marvelous. 
well, uh, in which case, you can make a persuasion check, but uh, because of your uh, background and proficiency with brewer's supplies, I'm going to allow you double proficiency on this check. Sweet. Okay, so that would mean... Uh, okay, so this would be plus eight. Fifteen, thank God. Fifteen. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, with a fifteen, you... Uh, talking to uh, very well... Uh, it's actually the uh, patriarch of that uh, well-dressed family uh, that you noticed uh, at the funeral, and... Uh, he takes on board and you know the notes and he, and he agrees wholeheartedly and um offering his uh, kind of uh, two cents on on the wine and the beer as well um before he sort of slips into the conversation well you know um this uh, goblet you're drinking out of it's uh, it's one of our own uh i of the i'm sure you've heard of the potters of uh, hilberg Oh yes, of course. Famous um, vintners. Um, I'm delighted to have made your acquaintance. Ah, uh, the pleasure is all mine, sir. Uh, you see, um, uh, obviously, I, I understand you've met my sister Tarquin, uh, uh, but I, uh, I'm Dickon Potter. I'm the. Uh, uh, I guess you could say I'm the the uh, the younger brother, but uh, no. Uh, the uh, uh, the heir to the the uh, Potter estate. I run the the Potters uh, in the town here. Every every clay item that you use here, every every goblet, every plate, every bowl, has all been made by the Potters here. In fact, you know, Hilberg was actually founded upon uh, uh, the clay deposits that we found here. Uh, you, I'm sure, aware of the fountain in the centre of town. Uh, well, it was my family that first uh, 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 chiseled away and created, uh, 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 liberated the the clay to then uh, set up shop here. It's what put Hilberg on the map. Oh. oh, you don't say. Well, that's that's fascinating. Please tell me more. Uh, and he does at great length, uh, but we will not continue that conversation no, yeah. here. It is too tedious, um, even for me. <laughs> but it keeps you busy anyway, uh, chatting about that. Uh, as for Malar and the Oberyn, what are you guys up to uh, during the... Uh, how, how do you spend the, the, the rest of the, the time here? Standing around awkwardly, making small talk with people we don't know. Yeah, that's um, about right. Yep. <laughs> Helping ourselves to small nibbles that are probably going around. You notice uh, the, uh, the shepherds uh, who have been in attendance are uh, do mm. pay you significant attention, the Oberyn. In fact, Giselle keeps on fussing over over you and commenting on how skinny you look, and keeps bringing more food over to you. Uh, <laughs> just make sure that you're well fed. Uh, uh, even after giving you forty days of rations, she's still like <laughs> just tending to you. Like it is for you. You look so skinny, I could snap you like chicken. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, more West Country. But yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I can't do that accent, nose. so... That, that's fair enough, you know? That's fair enough. Yeah. I'm now imagining a hybrid Slav-West Country accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mind is boggling thing. at that. Go I away. don't. I really don't do want it to it. be a real thing. Do it. Do it. Oh, yes. Um, should not exist. To, uh, uh, yes. 
Abomination! Chat, I haven't been more on it with uh, with uh, 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 commenting on, on things in the chat, but let's. I want to give some highlight here. I think it's as a quality joke. Falters. Is that, yeah. is that right? Falters. I'm pretty sure the, cartog the cartographers put Hilberg on the map. Technically, yes. Well played, sir. If I could give you inspiration, I would. Their job. Sir or madam or whatever you identify as, but uh, so Falters, mm. yes, have some have some inspiration. Um, Malar, what are you up to during the uh, during the week? Probably, probably occupying some spectrum between Leo, Lucon, uh, uh, idle chit chat, sort of milling around. But because Malar has a charisma of minus one, probably quite dull, uninspiring. And you. Uh... You find yourself over the next few hours kind of drawn into the conversation with uh, Brucon and Dickin Potter um, and his uh, very tedious talk about uh, about clay and the various uh, items they have for sale uh, at the Potters um, because he seems about on your level uh, in terms of conversation. So you, you're right over there. Um, Two of the most boring people in the world <laughs> to each other. What a swelling vortex, pain and suffering. Brickle's probably wondering after a while, how did I get here? Oh, anyway, uh, outside, Neris has uh, gone out to uh, mull it over, as it were. Brood. And, uh, brood, yes. Smolder, quite literally. <clears throat> uh, after some time, Brinland steps out and sees you there on your own. It People have sensed and given you a wide berth, obviously knowing you a familial relation of Argentia and you know, just letting you have your space, but Brynland, and also uh, creepy. Also, also, yeah, that too. Didn't want to say that given the circumstances, but yes, <laughs> that's probably a little bit of that too. Uh, <laughs> and let's Brynland, face however, it. is not phased, uh, and he sits down, not next to you. He respects your space, but sits down, so leaving a little bit of space between you. Um, and just uh, after a moment of silence, just looking out into the the evening air, he. Uh, just uh, says says to you um, I know you want vengeance for what happened and I'm not going to stop you I wanted to I just uh, wonder I worry what would come after oh, well I guess we'll see burning and screams that's pretty much it <laughs> melting faces but no let's just say i guess we'll see just uh make sure you're still you don't lose yourself to the wrath to the anger to the if you die everything she did was for nothing She wouldn't have to do this if it wasn't for them. There's no denying that. She wanted to take care of you, and, and I still do, so... I'm not gonna coddle you, I'm not gonna make you stay here. You've got things you wanna do, you've got things you need to do. Just... Look after yourself, please. I will. I'll look at oh, it God, as, as they haven't just 
Yeah, they haven't just pissed off me, they've pissed off some of my friends, and... I can tell you, they're pretty stabby themselves, so... It's not I gonna can, be just me chasing her. I can imagine. Uh, if I was half as, uh, uh... gifted as you are, I would join you, but, uh... my place is here. Anyway, uh... I've had enough of small talk for this evening. Uh, you should, I'll let you get back to your friends, but I'll, uh, I think I'll call it a night. Hey, picks himself up. Starts heading towards the carpenters. She just kind of looks after, like, looks at him walking away, kind of thinking whether she's going to see him again, but back to brooding. Back to a regularly scheduled brooding. All in a right. cloud of smoke and embers. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, inside, uh, so the rest of you making small talk, uh, kind of distracted uh, as suddenly you hear a glass smash in the pub. Everyone goes quiet and turns around, and you can see um, one figure, uh, a lady. Um, you rec- actually, some of you will recognise from a few days ago before you left for Flaming Jacks. There was, uh, again, even now, uh, now, just like she was then, uh, seems quite uh, pickled uh, lady, swaying, but she seems very emotional, crying out. <laughs> she took my son! He took her! He took him away! It's bad enough, and they leave you! But now it takes Will as well! <laughs> and uh, next to her, this uh, human female, sort of uh, the. Uh, with this uh, bronze skin, uh, long dark hair. Next to, uh, to her um, is this. Uh, uh, is Sorry, is um, you recognize Jenna Paisley, the captain of the guards, who's also there. Um, uh, she has a. She actually, from seeing the two of them together, they look kind of similar, um, not just in terms of uh, their facial features seem to bear a similarity. Um, obviously, with Jenna in her armor, um, as as would be the case as the captain of the guard, um, she seems to be looking around at everyone, kind of uh, worriedly, before um, focusing attention back uh, to this uh, to the lady. Uh, sis, please, please calm, calm down. Um, not here, okay? Not here, and. Uh, the woman seems unfazed. The drink seems to have overtaken, and she's really making a scene. Why? They took him to the mill. I know what they're doing out there at the mill. They've taken Will there. I'm gonna get him back. Uh, Jenna, Lily, please, please, not now. Right, come with me, and picks her up and starts taking her out of the of the inn. Everyone else is silent. As they're, they're, as they're being dragged out, she kind of looks over to Leobrin, who's actually kind of on his own at this point. She's like, You! You! You'll help us! Like you've helped so many of us! Please! Please find my son! Uh, and she's dragged out. Um. Yes? <laughs> to, the, to the now vanished person. 
taken taken outside. Nerys, now you're aware of uh, this uh, sobbing uh, wretch who's been taken out of the out of the inn. Um, and uh, Jenna starts leading her um, towards seems actually not towards the council chambers like you'd be expecting to you know be put in the in the jail um she's being taken towards uh towards a, a set of houses on the uh on the east side of town it's actually opposite to to where you are now at the trickle in you can see her being kind of marched away and hearing uh, the protestations jenna kind of turns back to you I'm, I'm i'm sorry about her it's uh it's a trying time i'll uh Sorry for your loss, uh, and it just keeps leading her away. Neris, can you make a? Sorry, can you repeat that? I just had a blank in in, oh, in audio. No worries. Uh, so uh, this this woman who's led led away by uh, Jenna Paisley, as you as the rest of you gathered, it's her sister, um, mm-hmm. uh, is led away um, despite her protest protestations. She's sent towards. Uh, taken towards her house and she kind of apologizes to you on her way leaving them sorry for your loss and apologies for this and you know, it was a trying time you know, making her excuses and then leading her away um, but can you make a perception check for me please Neris? Duh. Uh, I'm gonna use this die because it's shinier that is a uh, as a 10 on the die let's quickly have a look see perception perception it's 14 14 um so just so most of your uh vision and hearing most of your your active senses are taken up with this uh with this scene in front of you but um in the in the distance in the sort of behind all that you can hear um you can hear a chatter of a few uh townsfolk a couple of voices you recognize actually you can hear uh um, well, yes, you would recognise their particular accent straight away. The two gnomes uh, from Bits and Pieces, it seems, uh, are walking through town at this point. Not within your sight line, um, but they, yeah, a bit further off. My know. elf ears pick them up. Your elf-like ears pick, pick them up, yes. Oh, yeah, not elf-like, elf ears. I'm yeah, an elf. Sorry, I was, I was doing the, the, the joke from, from a couple of other sessions where you said your elf-like uh... eyes... Um, yeah, no, what do you elf eyes see? That's the one. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? Oh, like this. Um, yes. All that. It's a little twitch of the ears. A little twitch of that. What's going on here? Um, mm. Meanwhile, for the rest of you inside, conversation gradually gets back to normal as the, uh, after this incident. But, yeah, Brugon uh, turns to uh, Dickon and goes, and that's why red wine is always served at room temperature. Very important. <laughs> Lots of people forget. But oh. it's absolutely essential, and then and with that, the conversation continues. It, it, it does. It does continue. Yeah, and Dickens quite happy to, ca- uh, uh, happy to carry it on. Words uh, when he's joined by his wife Hortensia Potter. Uh, quite petite frame, long flowing hair, uh, ex- this extravagant purple dress on, um, and, uh, kind of chignon style hair. She's really made up for the occasion. Um, but she comes over and it seems that she has an entirely different interest of conversation. She goes, oh, oh, have you heard about uh, this, this incident with, uh, is it Lily, uh, Lily Paisley and her uh, ex-partner Bracken Tinder? Have you heard about that? Apparently uh, he's, uh, he's been uh, having a tryst with the, with the Miller, don't you know? Mm. And uh, oh, apparently now it seems that this, he's taken her son as well. Young Will, or well, 
his son as well, I, I believe. But uh, frightful business, don't you think? Airing your dirty laundry in public like that. Oh. This is Brucon that she. This is the conversation featuring Brucon that she's. She's kind of at, what, talking at you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd figured that out for myself. I was just making sure it was Brucon who was in the line of fire, as it were. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Brucon and uh, Dickon. Yeah, you two. Uh, yeah. I guess Malar as well by by yeah. osmosis because he's right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Brucon um, sort of eyes her up. D- D- Portentia was that the uh, Hortensia? Yes, Hortensia. Ah, oh, suckless. Um, oh no, I know, I know where I got Portentia from. Different D and D campaign. Sorry. Um, anyway, oh, no. <laughs> uh, Brucon um, uh, look, looks her up and down and, and says, "Yes, very rude." Can't imagine what would cause a person to behave in such a, a insensitive and selfish manner. It's uh, staggering, really. Um, you know, you would you would think, wouldn't you, that uh, that a person would know better than to uh, impose their own uh, um, personal uh, situation on, on on others like that, and to you know make everything awkward for everybody, particularly at a sensitive and emotional time. But uh, you know, what can you do? Um, you can make a deception check for me <laughs> for that contesting with her uh, insight. Yeah, cool. Okay, because you are making a dig there. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, absolutely. Was it, right. was it a hidden dig? <laughs> no, yeah, I was going to say the, 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 the level of deception. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to work out badly, but anyway. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's an eighteen. Actually, I guess she's so, so self-involved that it, it's highly believable. Mm. She's so self-involved, I rolled a natural one. Uh, oh. <laughs> so she is completely oblivious to your dig there. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. You, you successfully managed to uh, put the, stick the knife in without being uh, spotted. So, yeah, good job. Stop slam. Right. Yeah. Lads. Uh, yeah. Uh, she doesn't take the hint uh, and keeps on, uh, yeah. Uh, Rukon looks at Malar and goes, Can you believe this chick? But with his eyes. <laughs> Malar rolls his eyes at Brucon. Like knowingly. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so things, uh, yeah, as I say, start to get back to normal. Sometime later, you know, some of the guests have left. A few others stayed on for more drinks. Some are eyeing up the tavern and thinking, could I book a room or should I... Or would I walk back? Or hmm, can I do that? Um, when uh, Captain Jenna arrives back and she immediately goes up to Neris outside, if you're still there at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it Probably goes... just, just finishing her goblet of, of wine fairly menacingly. Uh, again, apologizes to you. Uh, um, um, I'm so sorry about my sister. Um, yeah, the, it's not your concern exactly. I don't want to bother you with it, um, but just don't think too hardly on her. She's she's had a hard time. Um, uh, anyway, I I, um, I best get inside, um, clear everything up, <clears throat> as it were. Again, I'm I'm sorry for your loss, and then she goes inside. She kind of looks after her, but just she's Neris is not in a mood to care about other people's problems. That's that's entirely reasonable. Uh, when she goes back inside, um, Jenna goes to uh, goes to Leobrin because he was addressed directly. Uh, I'm sorry, my sister tried to drag you into all of that. Uh no, no, that's that's fine. Um, I mean, is this something that? 
needs any assistance? Uh, look, um, so her and Bracken had Will together. He's only a young lad, four years. But anyway, their relationship didn't work out, as some of them don't. And um, it was a bit messy, I think. I, I, I try not to get involved with it too much. I'm, I've always been here to look after Lily. That's, that's what I do, you know. Um, but it's not... I, I really don't think this is a, a, a guardsman matter, so I, I can't pull myself away from work to, to look into it. Um, I really don't think Will has been taken by, uh, by Bracken. I don't think he'd do that. Nor, nor Sienna. You know, I, I don't think that's what they do. But I guess... If I know you've done so much for the town already, but if you wouldn't mind looking into it at the mill or talking to them just to make sure, just to put my mind at rest, I would be, I would be really appreciative of it. Certainly, this yes, definitely doesn't seem like a, a job that uh, an officer of the law should be doing. This is uh, another field. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's really you know befitting what you guys have already done either, but. Uh, I do appreciate it. No, no, no. That's that's it's. Yes, we will uh, investigate this mystery. Um. Yeah. Yes. Um. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um. Another drink. Sure. Why not? This seems like the perfect time to have one. It's it's not like my constitution score means that I have to be spectacularly careful anytime I'm in the same room as an open bottle of alcohol or anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Walk into a room and die. Yeah. Someone, no. Someone left the whiskey open. Uh, oh, what's that smell? Clear and faint. Uh, no, no. Not there yet, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so a few hours go by. Um, things start winding down. Sorry, go ahead, Marshall. Oh, no, it's something I'd forgot to, to interject earlier on. Uh, my decision was that in in sort of the the elven lands to the west, uh, funeral garb and funeral sort of colorings are like white, so he will be in a bright white uh, cape and everything. So he's definitely it's standing no out. You were, point, you were pointed out there. Yeah. Right? you're just a beacon in the, in, in the place that's fair enough um so yeah you are you know you're attended to by uh uh, uh by slander slander Bewview of the the proprietor of the, of the inn along with uh, henlath his wife uh, who's now showing quite a lot that she's pregnant it's quite yeah it's it's uh, the, the bump has, has has increased over the last couple of weeks um i was finding that phrase weird like someone's just walking around with their belly going look at it look i'm at showing it. I'm, I'm showing you I'm showing. pregnant. Yeah, it, it, it's weird, but but yeah. Uh, and Slander seems quite pleased with himself, uh, as you would be. He's you know, up goes, I'm going to be a dad. It's great. Uh, he's very happy about that. Um, so as these hours go by, obviously you guys have been chatting and uh, drinking some 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 wine and so on. Uh, with the exception, possibly of Neris, has Neris been drinking or is she? Uh, she just had the gigantic goblet of wine, so she's. She's not really inebriated. Yeah. In which case, everyone except Neris, can you make a constitution Ooh. check, please? Malar doesn't drink. Malar doesn't drink. Malar is exempt from this check. <laughs> Your senses are fine. 
because nothing good ever happens with drinking. <laughs> nope. Uh, sorry, but I think you're muted again. Yes, I was. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Anyway, um, so what you're after is a D20 plus Constitution modifier. That's it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a Constitution check. Yeah, not not a save. Yeah. Uh, Twenty in total. Brucon, hold your liquor. You're absolutely fine. As for the Alborian. 18, with my minus one already included. Hey, 18, you're fine as well. You guys clearly have been pacing yourselves throughout this affair. It's very good. Um, so, Neris, uh, while you're outside, you've obviously heard those uh, the gnomes uh, been chatting and whiling away the time. Uh, as the hour go- grows late and you're... You can feel the, how, how cold the air has now become and you're thinking about maybe... Maybe now is a good time to hit the hay. Can you make one last perception check for me, please? There. That is 15. 15. All right. 15 is what you needed. So <gasps> extra information coming your way. Uh, I love it. That conversation between the gnomes. Uh, heard them speaking. But now suddenly you can hear one of them crying out crying out the other one's name. You can hear uh, the uh, the young female bell quickly uh, shouting Bantom! Bantom, where are you? Bantom! Help! Somebody help! Uh, well, like, immediately like, she can't help it. She stands up and goes around and walks towards the like, runs towards the the sound until she can get line of sight, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see her. She's, Not too uh, close, but yeah, she wants to see. Line of sight to see what's going on. Uh, Belle's standing uh, right outside her shop, uh, which is just you know, on one side of the, the market square. Um, she looks really frazzled and confused, and she sees you. Oh, oh Neris, uh, um, uh, Bantom, we were, we, were, uh, uh, we were talking and uh, chatting and, uh, and, and things, and he... Uh, he said that he had. What to go. happened? He said he had to go get something. Uh, I uh, I come back to to have a look for to 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 meet him here, and he is not here. I, I don't know where he is. Um, I, I've looked around everywhere, I, I, and I I found uh, I found his staff, and it he would never leave this somewhere. This is not right. He produces the staff about three foot you. And so, like, can I pick up? Does she hand me the staff? Or? To you. Yeah, yeah. Is this, uh, where did he go? Which direction? Oh, just to. Uh, uh, he went up towards uh, to, to to the park, I, I think, uh, in, in that direction, just up the up the stairs. And, and just now, like, what what, what no, made you no, scream? No, help now! No, what? No, what? He, he no he he um he he went there uh, some time ago. Uh, I went to check because he had been gone for too long. It, it don't make sense. And, and then uh, I, then that is when I found this stuff, and that is when I started shouting out and uh, came back down here, and, and there you were. Hmm. All right, let me, let me get my friends. They're going to probably be more helpful. Oh. And, like, st- get inside, stay safe. No, thank you. Uh, please find And some, uh... we'll look into this. Thank you. Um, 
So Neris kind of walks hurriedly over to the uh, with purpose, not really. She doesn't go like, "Oh no, who oh, no," but like with purpose. Yeah. Back the, to the, the inn. Like face on, like yes, serious time. Yes, exactly. With, but face. she kept the keeps. Yeah, exactly. Keeps the staff and kind of again like, how does trouble keep finding her? How like, this <laughs> is the second mean? screaming wailing person in a short amount of time that sounds like a side quest. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yes. So, so she like goes into the inn and oh, basically God. goes to to um Leo and Bru well, are Leo and Brucon in proximity, rough proximity? I mean, or is everybody in, in the room? They're all out in the tavern, yeah. There's not that many people left, um but your friends yeah. are still there and they're all they all seem unlike many of the guests seem very much on on board and on form rather than you know yeah. uh, worse for wear well she motions to leo and brucon and said the gnomes need help this is i forget what the guy's name is bantom bantom's gone missing yeah bantom of the bopera i'm leaving you're a bad man <laughs> I just gotta slide past that. <laughs> um, so Ben Tom's gone missing. Um, his wife's just completely like out of it and and worried that he hasn't come back. And obviously, if somebody's left their staff on the ground in front of the front door ominously, by now we know what that means. And um, seeing as they're the the people with the good stuff in this town, I think we should probably help them out. Brucon looks at his waistcoat and goes, Yes, absolutely. These people are craftsmen, artisans. <laughs> Their loss would be I mean... a great tragedy to the world of fashion. We, uh, our, our duty is clear. <laughs> <laughs> the pragmatism, I love it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so Nera just kind of like blankly stares at this grand kind of reaction. She's got a... Right, Leo, you in? Yes, yes, we, uh, perhaps they're both being kidnapped by the same source. Maybe. I don't know. Ed, apparently he went through the park, so, uh, yeah, we should probably go check this out now. Yes. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. hey, uh, Malar, another missing person, want to go check it out? Oh, uh, I'm, uh, waiting on delivery from the, um, uh, from up the road. Uh, if it doesn't take us too far away, that would be, um, uh, uh, yes, of course, Miss Neris, of course. <laughs> okay. Can I, just, can I just say, that sound, I've missed that sound. Really genuinely, genuinely made my, my, my heart lift a little there thank you for that that was great I, I don't think there's anything else that can be on uh speaking of uh merch as we were earlier obviously we've had some of our party have had their uh merchandise t-shirts released i really feel like for malar there can be nothing else but ooh, uh, oh uh, <laughs> just but like that it, that it continues from the front to the back <laughs> can't have that on so, both ooh, sides uh, ooh, uh, ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> magnificent it's happening it's imagine amazing. seeing people's faces on the tube trying to read that oh <laughs> oh yeah. 
Trying to see yeah. as their and masks just... rise over their eyes, yeah. I'm imagining someone like walking in a full circle all the way around <laughs> DK. Kind of like, does it, is it literally all your t shirt says is or in a big circle? Is that literally what's going on? But, but can you, you know, normally when the front of the shirt doesn't make sense, the back doesn't, does and vice versa? Yeah. Well, I think this let would work. this not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this works just continuous O's and H's and E's and oh, R's, wow. so it, it would work. Uh, as Falters say, spin around the whole body. Spiral. Yes. Spiral. spiral. Thank you. Right. I'm reading it from distance. Sp- spiral around down the body. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. It's, it's going to be a thing. Anyway, sorry. Yay! Back to it. Right. So, uh, well, we're we're only starting at the park, so let's 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 walk that way and see if we can pick any clues up. Because right now, all we have is his staff. Uh, by the way, Leo, can you? You don't, can you find out anything about this? Ah, yeah, uh, I can see what I can do. Um, boop, boop, and boop, 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 boop. the Oberyn will, yeah, detect magic on the staff. Is it perhaps magic? Uh, unfortunately, no, the staff is not magic. It's, uh, is there perhaps any magical effect in this area that we're in? Um, is, this, is this where the staff was found or is, have they moved away from? The staff recovery location. You uh, are you guys at the park? Is that where you're going? No, no, no. So we are going towards that. Right now, we're still at the pub. We're about to. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Also, seeing as I've been apprenticing, can I Ooh. do I have any bonuses on having a look at this staff? This piece of wood. With your three days of training, uh, no role required. This is a walking staff. Are there any like scuffs and stuff like that? That's what I want to check. Like anything oh. that could be a clue. Oh, were there, well. or is it, was there a struggle? Well, uh, with uh, unfortunately with three days training, I'm not going to give you any particular advantage or uh, a bonus to it. However, you can examine it. You can make an investigation check. Yay! Once you're fully trained, we may be able to use your like woodcarver's tools proficiency. Yeah. Uh, with it. For now, no. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that is 17. 17 Damn, right. I'm rolling strong today. Um, okay, so looking at the staff, it doesn't appear... Um, there are scuffs on it. It seems m- mostly around the base from use. Um, mm. It is in pretty good condition. It doesn't look like it's been used all that much. Um, Nothing new. No new. There, Yeah, there is, actually. There is a... a it looks like a couple of... Uh, towards the top of this staff it's uh it's kind of got that gandalf kind of feel to it in that it kind of you know a couple of little branches branches out out of it and it twists around it's all you know fashionable uh a couple of them are broken off hmm Alrighty then well then i you know i point that out to to the guys and um i assume you follow me if we just if i just say we head off to the park head to the park lead the way you know the way you can head on up to the park, up the steps. You go past uh, the Summerfall Carpentry on your way there. Up, you go up the steps. Uh, and Can uh, I do a perception check tower. to see any, yeah. like, any tracks? I don't know if anybody else has any better um, so, things. Uh, so, guys, yeah, depending on what you want to do, I'd say survival's good here. Perception is good here. It's dark, so vision might not be as good, but you've got dark vision, so that's something. Yeah. Um, an investigation, probably a three. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's not just something to go off useful. of. Yeah, that might give you a good starting place. 
Birdsong's got a. Well, uh, I got a natural one, so I'm not good. So I'm basically a turn blind. You're distracted <laughs> by the. Uh, you hadn't really paid much mind to it before, but the. Uh, uh, to the south of the park, overlooking the park, is this old watchtower, which uh, is. Uh, it's very much uh, past repair. It's sort of crumbling a bit. Um, but you do notice with your dark vision that there seems to be a pig, a, a pig, a figure st- standing up in the one remaining window, uh, up in the uh, in this now open watchtower. There's no roof to it. Um, I never noticed somebody up there before. They're incredibly still. Can, can I just get incredibly irritated by being observed like that? It's like another. Like, just over all of this crap, it's like another missing person, another cryptic. Gonna try not to swear. Like, (laughs) somebody up there being all ominous, just like, I'm over it. That's that's entirely fair. Uh, Sorry, I think Bart, you were saying something and uh, uh, we interrupted. And you're muted. And you're muted. There's an audio <laughs> cue and everything. This is what happens when you're out of practice, right? There's an audio it's, it's cue. Been a couple of and minutes this fine. I'm the same, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Brucon has a nuclear option for looking for stuff, but it is a nuclear option which does come with some downsides. So I'm gonna hang on to it for now. Okay. Uh, anyone else? What would you like to to do to start this uh, this search? Hmm. For I, the I fashion. Guess, I guess Malar could take the walking stick give that a sniff and then see if you can <laughs> find a track always smelling things uh okay go for it make your perception check with advantage for smell it's gotta be done stick gives you advantage know. you yeah, take you stick it. what you know if, yeah. if, it, if it works for him you know. <laughs> uh 23 all right 23 uh 23 um so Bantom, although a fashionable guy, um, smells a lot of earth and, and roots. You've noticed this when you've been in in, in the uh, in, in his store before, and you figured it was probably due to the very large tree that seemed to be growing out of this building. But uh, yeah, he seems to have that kind of earthy musk as well. Uh, there's a little bit of the mulch about it, but not in an unpleasant way. Um, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Anyway, you get the scent, uh, and leads you further into the park. You follow it for a short while uh, and there you uh, <clears throat> you find a feather. It's about so big. Kind of a beige colour to it. Hmm. Oh, uh, hmm. Mr. Leobrin, uh, hmm? do you recognise this um, one nature boy. Uh, hand, over. <laughs> hand, over hand over the feather. Hand over. Okay, Leobrin will take the feather and look at it. Uh, unfortunately, while he is a nature boy, he is not trained in nature. No! Um, <laughs> he's gonna lean on his uh, regular crutch of detect magic. Okay, it does not have a magical feather. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not a magical feather. Um, does this does this remind us of, say, cockatrice feathers? No. 
This is mm. much more, um, I, I would say, just common sense with this. It would remind you more of um, one of the large um, giant eagle. A giant, yeah. a giant. E it's not big enough to be a giant eagle. Uh, just just from your from what you know of a giant just an eagle, eagle, eagle. okay yeah like a normal sized eagle i mean it's it is fairly large as as, as feathers go but giant eagle large i'm uh, not sure about that it's a big one though can i it's do perhaps a, a large, large eagle a large eagle can i do a history check if i saw this before in the shop oh okay sure go for it a good idea is it is it him is it one of his outfits i don't know is it one of his i don't know his life I don't know his life. Oh, that's a Is it a cat. size 14 eagle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sass. The sass of that statement. Uh, 10. 10. I don't recall him having... I mean, he, he certainly, even from what he wears, uh, seemed to be a bit of a nature boy. But uh, nothing specific about this feather. Maybe it's huh. used for dream catchers. You probably would have that kind of thing. Those kind of trinkets maybe would have feathers, but yeah. the size and out here just seems a bit weird. Hmm. Well, I guess, I mean, that we have nothing else to go on. Um. So I tell the guys about the figure that I saw on the on the broken down watchtower. Yeah. Um, if I look that way, do we still see it? You can still see it. It hasn't moved. Yeah, Brucon, Brucon's definitely interested in that. Um, sure. He would like to um, zip over in that direction. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll follow. So the watchtower itself is taller than the uh, than the walls um, of Hilberg now, um, as in the wooden palisade. Um, the the park does go up to the up to the border, goes up to the palisade, um, and the watchtower, yeah, as I said, overlooks it. It's maybe. Um, you can see that one unmoving figure at the top. Uh, it appears to be maybe um, by your by your by your guess. You'd probably say maybe this tower's about forty feet high up to that up to that point. Um, there is a there is a door, however, uh, front door. Um, it's closed, but maybe you could just go in and go up the stairs. Uh, could do. On the other hand, what would Brucon do? Uh, so hmm. we're gonna stunts up the side of this watchtower. Cool. Neris <laughs> yeah. Neris prepares a fiery spell, just in case something bad comes out. Okay. Um, um, if if Malar sees sort of Brucon start to just stretch out, he'll slap on a guidance. Oh, sick! I can cut this out. Um, to go to the top of this tower mm -hmm. is Brucon's going up solo yes are you are you just like stunting your way up are you gonna throw some rope up grappling hook all that kind of shebang or just uh, let's give the grappling let's give the grappling hook a, a try it's it's very close to being redundant but let's <laughs> let, let, let's be safe just in case remember kids yeah. always belay uh so yeah he'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the grappling hook uh routine as well actually small correction uh, Neris notches an arrow rather than the fiery Ooh. fiery death oh, fair enough hmm. alright uh, so you can you can you can lug a grappling hook up um, make an attack roll this is an improvised weapon 
uh, for this, so I'll say just, yeah, attack roll plus your dex or your strength. It's your choice which. Most definitely dex. Dex, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear, that's poor. Eight. Eight. Throw it. There was a, There is a window up there um, where the figure is, but you can't quite get it get it there this time. It falls back to the ground. You're welcome to try again, or we can say you can keep trying. Uh, so to, just so we're not rolling forever, we can either you can take the time to keep throwing it until uh, it goes up there, Brucon or you can just Brucon attempt to throw it. Uh, Brucon's just went there. Go. Okay, fine. I Question. The... Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go, go ahead. I, I, I was just thinking, improvised weapon. What about bow, arrow, and grappling hook? That's good. Mm. Now, that's cool. That is very cool. The only issue you have there is the grappling hook is going to make the arrow very top heavy, so it's not going to fly straight. So it's going to be a difficult shot. So you can do it, but you'd have disadvantage because of the. Okay. I mean, it'd be cool to try. Why Definitely not? Definitely try. I mean, something more powerful, like I'd say, like a, a heavy crossbow, probably would be a bit more reasonable. Um, but yeah, try it with disadvantage. I mean, is forty feet to be fair, and this is a longbow Meris is using, right? So yeah, I could see it be difficult, but uh, I would definitely think it's possible. Yeah, it's, it's it's not impossible. Sure, sure. Um, if we were going to, so if we were going to do a a rope and arrow trick, we could fire uh, two ends of a rope up and then use that to pull the grappling hook up and then pull the grappling hook into secure position, and then that would be a lot of work, but. <laughs> Yeah, we still haven't in. actually tried opening the door. <laughs> but um, by all means, you take the shot. Um, I'll say for this time, it's your first time doing it as well. We'll say it's with disadvantage, but you can. Give okay, it let's give it a go. Natural one. Six. Oh, no, no, mate. So no, not natural one, thankfully. Not not a natural one, but yeah, you you fire up and as, uh, you fire up the arrow, but Clink. again, it's like you, the angle's just completely wrong because you expect it to, to fly straight and it arcs very quickly and just thunks into the wall and falls down again. Um, but you've learned something for next time if you wanted to do the same again, you could maybe hey. compensate next time. Learning. Okay, okay. Uh, Brucon lo looks and goes, "All right, stand back, everyone," and clicks his heels together, activates the boots of speed. <laughs> Um, goes back a little bit and then just goes for it, like running directly at the wall. Just before he goes full face plant into it, he'll spring off and lean back and and start trying to um, make well run up the side of the building. Yeah, because I think I think actual wall run is like a is it a level nine monkey? Yeah, ability? yeah, it's like level, like yeah, he hasn't he hasn't got actual wall run ability. This, that so was, uh, so purely so it's not a given yet. So the acrobatics check will be very important for this. So I'll Last. say, we'll say that this is a, a skill challenge for you to ascend up there. So you've got the boots of speed, which gives you the the oomph you need, for, uh, but you need to launch yourself from place to place as well. Let's yep. have an acrobatics check, please. Sweet. Oh, and oh, I, I never did do that. I never used the guidance before, so I'll do it now. Yeah, do it now, sure. Now when it matters, now when it really counts, it wouldn't have helped anyway. Ooh, okay. Uh, so that is that guide. This time, however, I think the guidance came in super handy because my roll wasn't great, but Brucon's acrobatics bonus is the tits. So uh, fifteen is the final tally with 15. three of that coming from the guidance. So you launch onto, um, so you get the initial run up, hit the wall, start 
with the with the uh, sort of uh, uh, propulsion you've now got behind you, run up a little bit, jump onto uh, uh, next bit jumping uh, jutting out of the wall. It starts to crumble at, at, under your feet, but you manage to hop over to the next bit uh, safely. Uh, it's still sort of skirting the wall. You're continuing your ascent. Um, so only there's only two uh, checks involved. We've had one already. Second check just for the final bit as you're kind of losing. You're feeling a bit of fatigue. Gravity's taking its toll. You need to get that final push up to the top. Make an athletics check, please. Okay. 23. 23. Oh, you, my friend, are absolutely fine. You launch yourself off of that last point just with that last burst of energy just when you need it and uh, manage to actually give yourself such momentum that you land feet first on the up on the level where you want it to be um if it was lower you probably would have like scrabbled up but this one you're perfectly clear yeah, three yeah. point landing done um and you're at the top of the watchtower sorry i was just asking you to answer the question you were about to start answering ah what do, what do we do now what do i see okay so now at the top uh in on this uh, sort of uh on this walkway with the with the person at the top now um the clearly the area um, is falling into disrepair. You can see the spiraling stairs that lead up to this point. Um, and it seems the stairs would have continued, but they um, there's only remnants of the steps. Uh, most of it's fallen away, and so has the roof, along with well the rest of the tower. Uh, and this person that you uh, that Neris had observed from below uh, is a um, a mannequin, for want of a better word few sticks put together and some armor put on top to make it look like it's a, it's a guard they're Sorry. wearing the uh the uh tabard of the hillberg guard so you reckon recognize this this is official guards wear but this is not a real guard mm, okay um d- d- long shot i know guessing the the guards of Hilberg don't have like serial numbers, right? They don't have serial numbers, no. With your badge and your short sword. Um, they do You're have. Um, sh- they do have identification of rank. You can see yeah. this one's a private. A private mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, anything else visible from the elevated position? You can look down at. Uh, well, you can look down um, through the spiral stairs, and you can see you've got sixty foot dark vision. You can see at the uh, that the stairs lead down to um, not only the front door that you'd expect, but you can see a torchlight further down from where you know the floor to be. It seems that there is a subterranean level as well, uh, a, you know, a basement level, if you like, of this building. Okay. And looking out from your elevator position, make a perception check, please. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just holding off that moment where shit starts getting real. Okay, 12. So the position of the moon means that uh, what you. That, uh, as it's a clear night means you can see quite clearly out here despite only rolling a 12 and you can see just on the very edge of your vision um, well beyond the walls of Hilberg you can see two flying birds but 
between them appears to be something else. But it's not, it doesn't have wings. And it seems to be moving in tandem with them. Okay, Brucon will uh, head over to the edge and shout, shout down a short um, uh, message. Uh, look out below! Uh, non, non-living evidence uh, on its way down to you. And um, tosses the mannequin off the side. Make oh, aiming... I was hoping you Sparta kicked it. Oh, no. Oh, that would have been good. Uh, to be fair, if this is the mannequin human-sized? Um, it's only the top half, but yes. Okay, uh, well, if it's only the top half, then it wouldn't... Yeah, anyway, anyway, yeah, he'll he'll um, shove it off the side, um, aiming away from the, from the party. Um, and then grapple hook, grappling hook and rope back out, um, secure it as well as can possibly be done. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm conscious that this is all very dilapidated up here, but the, find the sturdiest part of the structure that will support um, the grappling hook mm-hmm. and then abseil down the inside of the tower. I'd say given your stone cunning, uh, you can do this no problem, no check required. You, you find a solid <laughs> stonework. So oh, sorry. The... <laughs> I am very sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, My no ears. Is... It, yeah, happens. Let, it happens. Let's it's make sure that fine. never ever happens ever again. Rukon slipped and hit the bottom of the tower. Yeah. <laughs> Just for that. Bam. Gone. Oh. No. Uh, t- takes uh, three points of psychic damage to everyone else. No, no, no. Um, you get to the bottom of it. Yeah, abseil down to the bottom of the tower. Um, no problems at all with this one. You, yeah, you're straight down there, facing the what you gather is the front door. Okay. Uh, what happens when he tries to open it? it it's locked. Okay. Um... Fortunately, it's bolted on the inside, so you can just open it. Useful. Wasted some time for you there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, no, it's fine. It was no, no, no. That was definitely a useful clarification. Um, Brucon will, yeah, he'll, he'll just um, attempt to open the door. Yeah, you remove the, uh, pull the bolt back, and yeah, you can open the door. Not problem. And you're back okay. out with everyone else. There's been a crash, obviously, from the mannequin landing below uh, where everyone else is. Which, which I very considerately and thoughtfully simulated. Um, and in no way accidentally <laughs> knocked over my microphone and nearly killed everyone. So that all worked really well. Um, uh, did you, yeah. you said that there's a hole in the floor at, at the ground level as well, yeah? So, uh, it, yeah, it seems the stairs continue below uh, ground level. So the end, it, And you see actually better before you go through the door. You can see now that there's a half set of stairs leading down to another door. Um, and there's a torch sort of in a sconce next to that door. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, how, how big? What, what's the sort of surface area? Like, how big is it inside the tower? I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Oh, a bit uh, let's say, uh, for argument's sake, it's about between fifteen and twenty feet in diameter. Oh, okay, I thought it was. I thought it was more intimate than that. Um, and so, and there, there's, there's basically like in one corner, there's like a little, you know, carryall half set stairs down to, yeah, to a doorway. Uh, it looks like a reinforced wooden door. Okay, uh, well, Brucon opens the door and, and says, uh, come on in, let me know what you uh, make of it all. All right, uh, so you beckon everyone else inside, uh, and I'm guessing uh, you'll be sharing with them what you saw uh, from the tower. Um, so we'll pick things up from there next time. 
Uh, I think there's a good point to to leave things for today. So, uh, uh, guys, thank you so much. It's good to be back. Hope <laughs> hope you've enjoyed. Back this on session. another side quest. Yeah. You never on... know when these side quests lead to something bigger. I, I'm waiting to get my dragon mount. It's all about getting that dragon mount. All in good time. Anyway, uh, yeah, on a somber note uh, today, but uh, some good, some interesting stuff nonetheless. Thank you all so much uh, for tuning in, those of you watching at home uh, or wherever you are. Thank you to you guys, of course, for, uh, for being back two weeks, uh, two weeks on. Uh, and that's it until next time. As I said at the beginning of the stream, this week only is our 20% off uh, in all items in our merch store. Go check it out on the Teespring. There's a link to it on our Twitch page. Or... Uh, subscribers get 50% off so don't miss that deal this week only uh, here in the merch store go check it out do not miss this opportunity to ruin Jack financially <laughs> yes this is honestly <laughs> the best time to, to completely ruin me <laughs> uh, just do it just like open target anyway thank you all so much for tuning in we'll be back same time next week for the next uh, entry and until next time guys stay safe thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast you can join in the action with us live on Twitch, Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash sliceand6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at sliceand6. Until next time, stay safe.